0: ESPN 94.1 FM and 8930.
1: The Drive. Elmore, deep left side three is good. From thirty, big John Elmore. The Drive with Paul Swan.
0: Welcome in to the Thursday, August 1st edition. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program this hour by calling the Miller Lite phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255. Miller Lite, hold true great taste. Only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. You can also find me on Twitter at Paul Swatt. You can find the show on Facebook by searching The Drive with Paul Swat, And that's right, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, wherever you get your podcasts. We podcast the show every day. Okay, we got all the business out of the way. Let's get into the meat of the show. I've got two guests that I'm looking forward to talking to today. First and foremost, we're going to talk to the head coach of the Marshall women's basketball team, Tony Kemper. He's going to join us coming up about 5.30. The schedule's out today. We're going to talk to him about the schedule. We're also going to talk to him about the bonus play. Now, they're not calling it bonus play, so for lack of a better word, I'm calling it bonus play. There's going to be four games that will be decided after it's all said and done with the games that are announced. So where you finish up in the standings, geography. They're going to talk a little bit about that, I'm sure, for the next few weeks. And Tony's going to join us on the program to go over the schedule and talk about that with us. Also, David Kahn is going to join me from the West Virginia Power. We'll catch up with him about 5.15, go over everything that's happening with the power. Your phone calls, of course. and you know what we've got today? We have got the poll. That's right. Coaches Poll's out. Amway Coaches Poll, top 25 teams and – you know, I was looking over a little bit of some of the coaches that vote on this thing. Doc Holliday is voting on it this year. So we, uh, we've we got Doc Holliday voting. That means uh, I get to ask him some questions now and then as far as the top 25. So if we'll answer, uh, I don't know if he will. But uh, he's a voter this year on the coaches poll. Uh, not every coach gets the vote. He's one of them. Top 25 looks like this. And uh, we'll go over... The bottom to top, Northwestern comes in at 25, then Iowa State's 24. you got Stanford at 23, Syracuse is 22, Washington State 21, Michigan State comes in at 20, then Iowa is 19th. And if you're UCF, you're starting off pretty good. You're tied for 17th with Wisconsin, so you're starting off pretty good. Auburn is 16th, Utah 15, Penn State's 14, Oregon is 13, Washington is 12, and Texas A&M Comes in at 11. Now, the top 10 looks like this Texas is 10th, Notre Dame is 9th, Florida is 8th, Michigan 7th, LSU 6th, and then Ohio State at 5. Oklahoma is 4th, Georgia is 3rd, Alabama with 6 first place votes. They are 2nd, and Clemson starting the preseason as the number one team. They have 59 first place votes, and they're the number one team. You know what? The Pac-12 got five teams in the top 25. Washington is the highest-ranked team at 12. That's pretty cool. Anything to surprise you there? Again, we're talking preseason poll. Nothing has really been decided on the field. We're just going based on uh, perceived potential there. Uh, Teams that are receiving votes, Nebraska leads the way of the teams receiving votes. Then Boise State, then Mississippi State, Miami of Florida, Army, Kentucky, Kentucky is uh, pretty high up in the teams receiving votes. They'll work their way up. Virginia Tech, TCU got votes. Uh, USC, Utah State, Fresno State, Virginia's getting some love. Cincinnati, West Virginia, Memphis, Oklahoma State, South Carolina getting some love as well. Uh, NC State, Duke, Boston College, Florida State all getting some consideration. Baylor, Appalachian State, North Texas, there you go, North Texas, Houston, UCLA, and we're getting to the point where you got a point. You got a couple of points. You got some consideration. At Temple, Arizona State's there. Troy's there. Tennessee's there. Old Miss is there. Minnesota's there as well. So uh, I think more interesting, though, is uh, Boise State's getting some votes. And also Cincinnati. That's important because two of the four teams you're playing in non-conference getting votes. Now, Boise State, they could be in that top 25. When Marshall faces them, they could be on the outside looking in. So if Marshall beats them, that will perk some people's eyes and ears, and they'll get some attention there. If Marshall can beat Cincinnati, and Cincinnati is on an upward trajectory, and they're getting close to the top 25 or cracking the top 25, who knows when Marshall faces them where they'll be. Again, this is the preseason poll. Marshall could be looking pretty good if they beat Cincinnati. And then you get got North Texas getting some consideration. It's it's three points. they got three points. And that's not much, but it's a start. They're in. They're in the receiving votes category. And then uh, West Virginia, um, they're getting some decent love here. West Virginia not in the top 25, but West Virginia getting some points. Uh, they got 24 points, so they got to work their way up a little bit. Uh, Big 12 is going to be tough this year for them. And uh, Iowa State and a few other teams in the Big 12 are going to be really very tough for them. And you've got Oklahoma, of course. Oklahoma is um, pretty much going to be your favorite to win it unless somebody can step up. But we've got a long way to go when it comes to the coaches' poll. Then this thing will go away in a few weeks because after a certain point, we will go to the committee. We'll go for the the playoff poll, and that's going to be the poll that we switch to. It's funny. We'll look at the coaches' poll. We'll look at the AP poll. We'll go by those for the first Half of the season, and then we jettison them. It's all right. Here are the committee selections. Here's where they rank them every week. They're brand new rankings, and we just throw the media poll out. We throw the coaches poll out. It's still a thing, but the coaches poll it's not going to differ too much at the very end. Yeah, you know, they all reconcile themselves uh, toward the end. I mean, it's very rare you have a media poll where the crown is not laid upon the head of the team that won the big bowl at, at this point you've got the college football playoff that champion is usually on top it's it's three four and five onward down that it usually feels like uh, there's some shifting to a degree but here it is this is what we go by for the most part until a few weeks after the season starts and you got to feel good about where Marshall's at because if Marshall can beat a couple of these teams that are in the poll, they've got three opportunities at least. If North Texas has a good season, can keep themselves uh, getting some votes. If Boise State's work their way into the top 25 or almost there. There's an opportunity for you. There's Cincinnati trying to work themselves in the poll. There's an opportunity for you as well. So you've got plenty of opportunities. You've just got to take care of your business. But uh, I do disagree again with Dave Walsh. He has uh, thrown this out that the winner of Marshall and Boise State is in the driver's seat until further notice of the BCS whatever. Whatever you're going to call it. I still call it the BCS. It's the Bowl Championship. Whatever. He's got that idea that that's going to be the the game that makes you the front runner until until UCF. I'm saying no. There's no until here. UCF is 17th. They until otherwise knocked off their perch. They are the front runner already for the Access Bowl. We turn our attention to baseball when we continue. David Kahn's going to join me from the West Virginia Power later on. Tony Kemper will be my guest from Marshall Women's Basketball. The schedule is out. He's going to tell me about that, and we're going to talk a little bit about the added play, bonus play. Again, that's my words. They're not calling it that, but for lack of a better term, it's bonus play at the end of the season And we'll talk to Tony about that later on. But David Kahn is coming up first when we continue with today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
1: You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan. The 2019 West Virginia Broadcasters Association Best Talk Show on ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930.
0: We're getting closer to football season. That means uh, we're going to have fewer and fewer opportunities to talk baseball with David Kahn from West Virginia Power. And he joins us on the program now. And uh, we'll talk power baseball in a minute. I just want to get your ringside view. Your breakdown of the greatest baseball <laughs> fight in the last twenty five years. Uh, you, you're on social media. You're, you're you're posting pictures, and I'm sitting there going, "Oh, that's, that's nice." David's retweeting. No, David's at the game. You're watching the Reds <laughs> and the Pirates just beat each other up. Yep, I
2: was there. Uh, it was uh, it was incredible. Uh, basically, so what? What some people didn't actually see, and what actually instigated this fight besides the fact that Keone Kellis threw it uh, Dietrich's head the, the inning before uh, and got thrown out, um, is that uh, Amir Garrett, Then the play before, actually tagged uh, the guy at first after he was out, you know, just via, via the throw. He didn't need to to tag him, but he applied an extra tag on the runner, and that kind of sparked a little, you know, back-and-forth chirping that people were saying, uh, you know, he they were saying, why'd you tag me? I mean, come on, bro. And, uh, basically Garrett got heated, he, the Pirates dugout started going after him and Garrett said, fine, let's go. And, uh, you know, everything just kind of happened after that. It was, uh, it was pretty remarkable. I was sitting out at right field, so I was more focused on yelling at Yasiel Puig that he was now going to Cleveland, um, because he didn't know at that point and the entire stadium was shouting Cleveland, Cleveland, Cleveland. It was really funny. Um, cause he doesn't really speak English that well. So he didn't have any idea that he was an Indian at that point, um, but, yeah, so all of a sudden, you know, Garrett charges them out and think go go haywire. Uh, and then everything settles down, and we're all thinking, okay, the fight's over. And then Puig goes at it again. And then the same thing. And then Puig goes at it again, and the stadium is just losing their mind. Because at this point, everybody knows that Puig's been traded. So they're all just thinking it's hilarious because Puig is going out in a blaze of glory that he doesn't even know about yet. And uh, it was it was incredible. I, uh, I've never seen a, a more uh, animated fight than... I had then I've then I saw a couple nights ago and it was my first game at Great American Ballpark. So so what a what a first game. I mean, I could
0: You can't get it like that every time. You can't. You can't. <laughs> no, it's not going to happen. No, you um, can't. So uh, what would you what would you do at Great American? Did you get the uh get the inexpensive dollar dogs did you uh, get some some uh, Gold Star Skyline when you were in Cincinnati? What would you
2: do? No, I actually didn't get the Skyline chili. Um we went to uh Big Boy's and got the burger. Okay, went to Frishus. Um, yeah. Yep, yep, those, those were good. Um, and then I I, I also got uh, Grater's ice cream.
0: Okay, nice. Um, have you ever been to Frisch's?
2: No, never. It was really good.
0: Let me tell you, we've got a Frisch's in the area. We've got one down uh, in Ironton. Really? From our location. I'm saying down because you don't know uh, Huntington as well. So uh, in Ironton, Ohio, <laughs> uh, we've okay. got a Frisch's Big Boy. Okay. And... There are plans to bring Frisch's to Huntington. Oh, yes. Yeah, so there you go. You'll have a Frisch's if you want some big boy action. You'll have to drive an hour, but it might be worth it. For I you.
2: mean, that's okay. I don't. I don't mind going to Huntington. I mean, Frisch's is, is it was really good. I mean, I was. I wanted to. I don't want. You know, when I go to a new ballpark in a new city, I don't want to just get the generic stuff that is at every ballpark. I want to get the new stuff that tastes good. So me and, and Kyle both went and got big boys, and, and they were really good. I mean, my goodness. <laughs> It's, I can see why it's a staple.
0: Yeah, get the strawberry pie next time. It's, uh, I'm, just advising okay. you. I'm, I'm advising you properly, I hope.
2: See, I didn't get the strawberry pie because I wanted to get Grater's ice cream later, and that was amazing. I mean, I got the black raspberry chocolate chip one. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, that was that was so darn good. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I want that right now again. It was, it was incredible.
0: You know, we might have to road trip for a Bengals game. I'm just going to put that out there.
2: Okay, I mean, I'm, I'm not opposed to that. That's, Are they playing the Patriots at all this year?
0: No, not the Great American Ballpark or anywhere near or Paul Brown Stadium. No, no, there's no location that I can get you a Bengals Patriots matchup. I'm sorry. Oh
2: darn! All right, well, you know what? It's okay. I'll go to I'll go to Paul Brown Stadium. Cincinnati was fun. I had a really good time.
0: Yeah, because if they were playing the Patriots, uh, I couldn't get you tickets because they play the Patriots, and I couldn't get tickets last time. <laughs>
2: Well, I know a couple people that I, I actually had free tickets to the game, so uh we'll uh, maybe I can call upon some of my resources and get some tickets.
0: Yeah, okay. That that would be great because again, um I'm an affiliate and I couldn't get Patriots tickets.
2: Oh wow. Uh, okay. Well if hey, if if they end up playing the Bengals on Sunday night on NBC, I know I know a guy and he by, raised by the me way, for twenty it, for twenty five years. Um I'm, I'm, so, d- I'm trying uh, to let you I'm
0: trying to let you down because it's at um it's Twelve fifteen, that's December fifteenth, one PM, CBS, Patriots at Bengals. I'm trying to let you down easy because I, I can't
2: I can't get to those tickets.
0: I can't get you those tickets. I I didn't want to disappoint I, I might. you. Okay. I might. Um you might have to get an extra one because um there's a coworker of mine here that if uh if I went to a Patriots game and yeah. she could go to that game and, and I didn't get her a ticket, she would knife me.
2: Okay. All right. Well, we'll see. I actually might be in San Diego at that point. That might be during the baseball winter meetings. I don't remember exactly okay. when that is, but uh, we'll see. We'll, we'll keep in touch about it.
0: Okay. There you go. Uh,
2: I I know a couple former CBS producers that still uh, I still keep in touch with, so uh, may, they might be able to help me out.
0: All right. David Kahn's our guest from the West Virginia Power and enjoying the action, Great American Ballpark, and now you're back at it and uh season's uh coming down to this month here pretty much for the West Virginia Power
2: yeah I mean this is this is it last month of the season I uh, gotta you know gotta make that one last push we're eight games back right now with 32 games to uh 31 games to go and uh and yeah I mean this is this is the home stretch you know we we've got to we've got to take care of business here or, or we're going to be on the outside looking in uh just like we have been the last couple of years and uh, it continues tonight. You know, Greensboro is one of the teams we got to jump, and, and they ended up coming back and beating us last night, so we got to flip the table tonight.
0: Is there still a, uh, a feeling that there's plenty of time, plenty of game left to get this done?
2: Yes, 100%. I mean, the, the team, all you have to do is look back to the team last year. They won seven in a row going into the final series and put themselves in a prime position to clinch the playoffs. All they needed to do was win two of four. Now, granted, that didn't happen, but, uh, you know, They were in a good spot, and all you can ask for is to be in a good spot going into the final couple of series of the season. Uh, We do close here at home against Greensboro, and our final series before that is against Lexington. Uh, Lexington is a team that has kind of tapered off a little bit. Greensboro has tapered off as well, but they've just had our number this year. So those are our final two series, Uh, and Lakewood is before that. So you've got Lakewood, you've got Greensboro, you've got Lexington. Three teams you should be able to beat going down the stretch.
0: David Cotton's our guest from the West Virginia Power. At this point of the season, you can pretty much give us, a, a, I think, a fair assessment of what's this partnership with the parent club been like since this is your first go around? What have they learned? What can be done better? What has been great about it so far?
2: Overall, it's been really successful. You know, I think we've really enjoyed being with the Mariners. They've been very supportive of us. They've come in and looked at our ballpark and, and figured out ways that we can enhance things for the future. We do have some enhancements coming next year that I now know about that I can't, I can't reveal yet. But uh, they, will, they will be awesome uh, for next season. You know, there's going to be some, a, a couple additions to several different aspects of our ballpark experience. And uh, they're going to be truly special, and the Mariners are helping us out with those. Um, so we're very thankful to them for that. So they, they they have come in and shown that they're invested in this team. They want to be a part of West Virginia. They want to be a part of the power. They want to be a part of the South Atlantic League, and and they have shown that they really you know want to help make us one of the premier franchises in this in this league for many years to come. Uh, in terms of the baseball side of things, you know the transactions have actually been a little bit more than I've expected. We've had 69 transactions so far this year. I did not expect to have that many. Um, and, uh, you know, it's been, it's been interesting to see the group of guys that they've sent to us because they've sent a lot of high-caliber guys here um, versus keeping them on the West Coast where they usually used to with Everett and Modesto instead of sending them to Clinton. But they've sent a lot of really talented guys to both West Virginia and Arkansas in double-A. So, uh, you know, it's, it's been nice to see that the Mariners are... Are not just treating us as a, as a as a pawn in their in their group. They're actually investing the time and the and the the wealth and the players uh, into this team to to make us you know a, a very formidable group.
0: My next question was going to be, but you pretty much answered it: Is were those meaningful transactions?
2: Yeah, most of them have been. Uh, you know, we've had a few people go back and forth, back and forth, but uh, for the most part, they've been guys getting elevated and getting 2019 draft picks and signees from Everett. Um, you know, it's it's really been fruitful transactions of guys earning a promotion, guys, you know, elevating to the next level, uh, you know, guys doing their time here and and, and moving on. And for most, most of the time, it's been, you know, progression through the system, not
0: promotion. So it felt like even though the parent club, the Mariners, they they want you to win. They want you to win every game, obviously. They, they have uh, invested a lot in this program. And uh, their farm system and the power as a result. But the t- same time, does it feel like with their system, they're getting guys in, getting them the experience they need, and then they're transitioning on to the next level or the next destination. And you know, sometimes maybe you get a, gr- a really good group of guys come in, and then they're gone. And that's what you want for these guys. But at the same time, the power, you're trying to win baseball games, and you might not have the same team uh, a week that you did last week.
2: Well, so yes and no. I think at the beginning of the season, we had that, where we had Kelnick, we had Rodriguez, we had Gilbert, and Gilbert got promoted after four starts. Kelnick got promoted after a month and a half, and you're thinking, mm, these guys are just, you know, as soon as they're ready, bye-bye. But, you know, we have guys right now that are that are hitting the cover off the ball. Bobby Honeyman and Ryan Ramiz are both hitting above 330 since the start of July, and there's been no sign of them getting promoted, um, because I think the Mariners, for the most part, truly believe in the development of these guys. And, and I, I'm a firm believer that being at a level for one year, one full year, no matter how you do, unless you're destroying the baseball, like Kelnick was, or you're pitching really well, like Gilbert. Um, I firmly believe that having one full year at a level is great for your development because you get to continue to have success. You figure it out during the year. You get to continue to make tweaks. You have the same coaching staff, the same teaching philosophy, the same learning, and the same you know the same adi- adjustments that you make throughout the season and by the end of the year you're feeling fantastic because you've had a great year of development and then you go into that next year in modesto and you know boom you you you're not struggling because you've you you've gotten through the level beforehand and you, you know you come in you might have a few couple of you know hitches you got to get through but it's a lot easier to adjust at the beginning of the season and come out hot after a good spring training than to have to bump up a level to more advanced pitching in the middle of the year when after you've just gotten comfortable beating this level, then all of a sudden you get tested again. Now, there's some guys they want to test, like Gilbert and Kelnick, and maybe Julio or, you know, other top prospects like that. But for some of the guys, it's much better to be here for a full, solid year and and get comfortable, you know, beating this level, game after game after game.
0: David Kahn with us from the West Virginia Power. The Power are in action for the next several days at Appalachian Power Park. And, you got the Wednesday off, the day off there, and then you hit the road. But uh, what can fans look forward to for the rest of the week and then going into the first part of next week?
2: Yeah, so tonight is, uh, I know it's one of your favorite days. It's Thirsty Thursday, fall So uh, you yeah, got $2 drink specials. And we're also, uh, for those out there that are coming to the Chris Stapleton concert tonight, we're actually hosting an official pregame with the Power event. So if you bring your concert ticket tonight, you get a $5 discounted ticket to the game and you can enjoy your $2 drink specials drinks by the way at the concert are $8 for beer we're selling it for a quarter of that price so come out to the ballpark drink some beers Chris Stapleton's not going on till like 9 30 the game will almost be over by then so you can do both it it saves you money come on out pregame enjoy the game enjoy some beer specials it's going to be fantastic it's also first responders night tonight so any first responders can come in and get a free ticket to the game. Their families get $5 discounted tickets to the game as a thank you for all they do to support these first responders as well. On Friday, it's CAMC night. We're actually wearing some specialty jerseys that are light blue with a, tele- a stethoscope uh, wrapped around the front across uh, the power lettering. And uh, it's got the CAMC Foundation logo on there. We're going to be auctioning off those jerseys throughout the game via our live source app and uh, all those proceeds are going to go to the CAMC Foundation as well as benefit local causes here in the Kanawha Valley. On Saturday, it's back-to-school night with a backpack giveaway. Our good friends at Todd Judy Ford are uh, putting that one on for us, and um, so we, got that, we got that going on. There's also a pregame concert by the Supertones, so gates are going to open at 4.30 on Saturday. Um, on Sunday, Kids Sunday, Fun Day. Monday, we're actually hosting our first-ever African-American Heritage Night where we're going to open the gates a half hour earlier at 5.30. Still got family buck night specials. We have all a ton of sponsors, including Black Sheep Burrito, Multifest, and a ton of other sponsors throughout the area. They're giving away free ticket vouchers, and you can redeem those for a ticket. And the first 500 children that actually redeem their tickets get a free food and drink coupon that helps out with our, our uh, family buck night specials, because we've got the $1 hot dogs, popcorn, and sodas, and the cheap tickets as well. Um, And then we've also got Tuesday, a day game at 12.05, but it's also two for Tuesday to wrap things up in the homestand.
0: David Kahn, our guest from the West Virginia Power. Okay, next week um, you want to either just – we can podcast. We can just do our our thing and I'll just post it. Or uh, do you want to pick Bill Cornwell or Dave Walsh as your your master of ceremonies for the show next week? Uh, Which one do you want? Or you just want to base it off the day? I mean, it's it's like Russian roulette. Whoa, Either way you go.
2: Why are you going on vacation?
0: Like, darn right I am because football season's starting off here in a few uh, weeks. Uh, they won't let me out of here until April, so I, I got to do it now. Okay.
2: <laughs> All right. Well, what what days do you want to? What what days do you want to? Are you available?
0: I will make it work. You know. you, you know what? You just okay. text. You'll just text me like you always do and tell me what yep. day you're doing. I mean, usually uh, that's yes, how it yeah, works. We, that's how it works, really. And, and for David, he just texts me and tells me what day he does. And, and I, I go I okay. put a
2: question mark. I ask. Uh,
0: have,
2: I have I ever denied you? Have I ever said no? Uh, no. Okay, but Well, there's well, a couple times. You, there, yes, you have. A couple times you've said we, with the Pirates, they're on. You, you can't do it that day. Okay, fair enough. Which makes, which makes sense. But I always ask. I never say, Paul, Wednesday, 5.15, we're doing it. I always say, Wednesday, 5.15, question mark. You know, you, you can't make me out to be to be a, a, a mean guy over here. I'm, I'm I'm trying to take your 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 demanding schedule into consideration.
0: Let's see. Let me look at the last. Okay, you did put a question mark. Okay, I got I got up. <laughs> all right, all right, fine. Yeah, I know what I said. You, you did put a question mark. Okay. All right. I'll uh, I won't pick on you anymore. David Kahn, West Virginia Power. Just man, just put me in my place. Why don't you? <laughs> You've done it to me enough. I know, right? I know, right? All right, I got to call. You know what? Tony Kemper is coming on next. He is, oh, he's texting doctor, me, asking yeah. me if I'm calling him. So I got to call him now. So you're done. Yeah,
2: bring bring Tony in. All right, Paul. Good to talk to
0: you, my friend. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. David Kahn, West Virginia Power. Tony Kemper coming up next here on the drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
1: This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
0: The Marshall women's basketball schedule is out, conference and non-conference. And instead of me just breaking it down, let's get the guy who uh, knows more about it than I do on the program to talk about it. The head coach of the Marshall women's basketball team, Tony Kemper, now joins us. And uh, Coach... um, you got an interesting schedule here, and uh, I was clued into this a few days ago when I saw some of the other conference schedules starting to be released. Uh, You now have a situation where the remaining four games in Conference USA, uh, they're going to be set. uh, And here's how they're doing it. So if you can explain how this is going to work, they're going to be announced by the conference no later than December 15th determined for strength of competition and the geography – I was thinking this is going to be bonus play. I was told this is not bonus play. So break this down for me because maybe I'm not a fan of this, but maybe I'm wrong.
1: Yeah. Well, so all I know is I can't call it bonus play. That's all I know. Okay. Uh, but it is. I guess it's. Uh, there's some similarities between what the men have done, um, except uh, we're we're going to be a little bit different on how we're going to when we're going to decide who we're playing in those last four games. So on uh, probably right before December 15th, we're actually going to do, so we'll do a preseason coaches poll and then we're going to do another coaches poll after we've played, you know, I don't exactly have the numbers, but we'll, you know, Marshall will probably be through something like 10 or 11 games at that point, And we're going to kind of re-rank our, our teams in the league. And then they're going to look at everybody's schedule and we're going to try to pit, who we think is going to be the top of our league against the top, and then, so we'll have two games that'll be based on competition, um, and then we'll have two games based on geography. So um, ours is a little bit different from the men's because they don't have a geography wrinkle, um, and they're you know they wait until obviously right up until you know those last four games to decide who's playing where. So uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna try to do that with the same thoughts in mind, which are, you know, late in the year, we're going to try to pit our best RPI teams against each other. Um, so hopefully if we have someone like, honestly, like we had rice a year ago, I mean, rice, is a fantastic team. They still are. Um, you know, if they would have got tripped up at the end, um, you know, maybe they have a chance to get an outlarge bid. So that's, that's kind of what we're doing. And we're also, we got a little eye towards, um, you know, trying to probably control costs a little bit on travel and things like that. Because the later you go to making those decisions, the harder it is to get, you know, a crew of 25 out of, you know, Huntington International Airport.
0: So this isn't going to be really a pod play situation where you're locked in. Instead... If you're maybe fourth or fifth in his standings, um, the coaches are going to look at everybody and think, you know what, Marshall's a little bit better than where they're on the standings right now, so they're going to try to maybe project you a little higher or project you a little lower. But this isn't a pod play situation, is it?
1: That is correct. Yep, you're exactly right. There, there's none of that. Um, it's not pod versus pod. There, it, it's just it's just simply we're we're in the last four games. There, we're going to leave a little bit of flexibility. Um, to try to avoid having a, a very low RPI team playing a very high RPI team is what we're going to do.
0: You think this is um, – I mean, I'm sure you've got to go through it first before you can really give a, a more of a definitive feel for it. But do you feel that maybe this is the way the men should go or they should look at this as far as the way to structure their schedule?
1: Yeah, you, you know, that that's really hard for me to answer because I'm not in those rooms and I don't know the numbers that they know um, as far as – you know, the reasons why I think, I definitely think when, you know, when you're looking at um, how competitive it is for those last couple spots in, in the NCAA tournament or in the NIT or the WNIT or the W, um, the women's NCAA tournament, that um, in a way it comes down to, there's some math involved. And if, if your league can be smart about how you match up the math, I think sometimes you can help. And I definitely know that that's where we're coming from on our decision. And ours is a little bit different from the men. You know, we're, we're as a league, um, you know, generally the women aren't don't quite have as many charters as the men do, and different things like that. And uh, so the the cost of travel, we we've got to take that into account when we're in our little, you know, when we're, when we're in our cave in Destin. And we're trying to figure out what we're going to do. Um, that that enters into what we have going on a little bit more. And uh, you know, I, I just think that I definitely think the overall theory is a smart one. And trying to uh, trying to match up your best against each other down the stretch and protect the the RPIs of people is, is it's a wise thing to do when you look at the numbers and how they how they function. Um, now. Will it work? Is it right? Um, You know, you're exactly right on that. That we got to get in here and we got to do it a little bit before we decide. But you know, we've gone back to 18 games. I I, I like that. Um, I like that for Marshall um, women's basketball. And uh, you know, I think in our league, I believe that mirroring works pretty well. And you know, two. I think it was two years ago or three years ago we were off the mirror schedule, and that was just kind of random. I think. You know, we, we could be playing at Florida Atlantic and the men were home playing against UTEP, you know, and I, think it, I just think the league blows better if we're, um, you know, when we're somewhere playing on the road, when we're at North Texas and the men are home against North Texas. It kind of makes more sense and travels a little bit easier and things like that. So I think generally speaking, we're definitely headed in the right direction and now we need to dig in on this and see if it's right.
0: Tony Kemper is our guest, Marshall Women's Basketball. Coach, the schedule is out today, so let's get into that schedule. Um, You feel pretty good about the conference schedule. At The non-conference schedule, of course, is where you're going to try to figure out this squad every year. You you try to find some teams that are uh, compatible, good matchups. Uh, What can you say about this schedule that uh, stands out for you? you got Rutgers on the road. That's a big one right there.
1: Yeah, I mean we, you know, we play. We actually play three NCAA tournament teams on the road, and that is Ohio, who is, um, they're fantastic. I mean, they were they were darn near. They didn't win the lead, the MAC. They were on the bubble for an at large bid. You know, they beat Purdue last year at Purdue. Um, they're a fantastic team, and we so we go there. Uh, we're at Rutgers. We are at Towson. Which we played Towson early in the year, and you know Towson was picked pretty low. We were picked pretty low in our league, and they ended up. I think we had about the same record in B play, and then they got hot in the tournament, won the tournament. So, um, you know, two teams that in December a lot of prognosticators would have would have bet against, and uh, but Towson ended up having a great year. So, you know, three tough, you know, at least three really tough road games. Indiana State on the road as well. Uh, which which got us down here to begin the year last year. And then, um, you know, I, th- I think it shapes up. We have a, we have a unique team. You know, when, when we talk about our team, um, we have experience. Um, so we're not inexperienced, but we're going to have, you know, all, basically a lot of our ball handlers. Um, I guess Kristen Mayo's back, but Shane Gore had the ball in her hands a lot. Taylor Porter had the ball in her hands a lot. And you know those two are gone, and um, you know so we don't lack experience, but we're going to have some key people that are going to be new, and in you know big roles and how we how we get that all done. And and early in the season, I think it's going to be fun to figure out.
0: On the plus side, though, you got to be excited that there's a lot of opportunity for some new faces to step up. And uh, here's the opportunity now. You mentioned Shayna's not there. Some of your your key players are gone, and. Here's the opportunity. If uh, you want to be the next Shayna Gore, it's time for you to show up.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's right. And I think we've got the talent here to to pick up the slack. I think we'll be different. Um, you know, we're, we're I think we're athletic. We're we're not. We're getting bigger, um, little at a time. I think we're getting a little bit bigger. Uh, of course, last year we were basically about the smallest team you could watch. Um, but uh, we're getting a little bigger over time. We're also getting pretty athletic. You know, Deja Congleton from Huntington High, super athletic um, you know, and, and you piece around some other new ones, you know, Savannah Wheeler from over at Boyd County, very, you know, little guard, but get quick feet, get a shot off and make some things happen. And, um, you know, we've added some, some pieces that I really like. So, uh, it's a matter of, you know, we're actually working out right now. It's trying to put them all together. And, um, you know, at the same time, you know, we started slow a year ago. It's you got to keep fighting, and basketballs are really long. It's it's really the longest year of all the sports. You know, we're here. It's uh, I guess it's August first right now. And we've been here for two weeks, and um, you know, our season's going to get done in the first part of April. You hope, and we're we're going to go pretty strong for the next. You know, I don't know if that's eight or nine months, but it's going to be a long time. So, um, you know, you have to keep them positive and moving forward and I think we've got a really good staff to do that and that's what we'll try to do is just keep getting a little bit better every day.
0: Tony Kemper is my guest from Marshall Women's Basketball. Did postseason help you set up for this season? Uh, Some teams get it some teams don't and uh, it seems like the opportunities are are getting better and better for women's basketball and and thankfully for you you had an opportunity to play some postseason not just a one and done situation as well so What are the residual benefits of that postseason experience right now?
1: I I just think confidence. You know, I I think that, um, you know, when I I took over, this was not a confident program. We were kind of down the year before me taking over, and it it took us a little bit to shake that. And and, uh, we got on a great run at the beginning of conference last year, and I think, you know, I think they definitely understand that We have so much better understanding of, what it takes to win basketball games now than what we did at this time a year ago. And, um, you know, I can just kind of look at some of our returners and just kind of, you know, give them a little wink like this, not going to get it done. Can we, can we pick it up a little bit? And they, you know, they completely understand where I'm coming from. And I think a year ago, this time, you know, we weren't in that position. So I think that, uh, you know, to me, that's the biggest thing that, that, you know, what we did in conference play, which, um, You know, we've talked about that quite a bit. We were picked nearly last and ended up, you know, with the most conference USA wins in the history of women's basketball here, and and then to make a run and win a game in the WBI, you know, it's just a a group that is a little bit more confident than what they were, and that's, uh, you know, that's going to be good. It's, you know, we're talking about schedule. It's challenging. You know, the first part of our conference schedule, you kind of can't draw it up. It's just. I don't know where all those teams are going to fall. Rice is going to be picked to win. You know, Rice lost Rice lost three games all year last year at Texas A&M, at UCLA, at North Carolina. They beat everybody else, you know, and that's where we start to see the conference play is on the road down there. And then at North Texas, home against middle, which uh, middle Tennessee is every year they're good. Home against UAB, which – Uh, uab won the league two years ago they were up there maybe second or third last year they return a lot of their people you know those two home games then at charlotte at old dominion and then western kentucky at home you know i mean it is it's very very tough early on so we're going to need to get it we need to be a confident group and we're going to need to figure things out early so that we can uh we can build some momentum through a tough early
0: stretch Tony Kempers, our guest. The Marshall basketball schedule is out today, and uh, Thundering Herd getting ready for the season. How excited are you? I mean, uh, it's August. I mean, you. you I mean, football is already being camped. That means you're right behind them.
1: Yeah. No. It's look. I'm excited about like like football. I'm excited to watch them, and I, I think they're going to have a great year. And um, we're, we're in a. I, I really like where this team is at. We we have seven new new players and. Um, You know, we're, we're out here working on things and, um, I I like, I think they're a hardworking group. I don't see a lot of ego. They look like workers to me and, um, you know, we don't have it all figured out yet. There's no question about that, but everybody's, uh, everybody's pushing towards the same goal. And, um, you know, it's always exciting this time of year when I think football reported back today, I saw some of the coaches at Bat-Patty's talking to them about that today and, um, you know, this is a great place to be an athlete. I, I talk about that all the time when in recruiting that um, you know it's special around here, and that's not every place has a buzz like Marshall does when everybody comes back to school, and um, we're, we're fast approaching that. And I was working on our schedule through the first semester this year, and it's you know we get back to school on about the twenty something of August, and about a month later we're in full full official practice and. Um, so it's pretty much here, and uh, I think we got a group that's really excited to represent Marshall and, and get going.
0: Tony Kemper, my guest, you can of course uh, hang out with uh, Tony anytime during practice. He loves that, and uh, we'll have you back on plenty of times, I'm sure. And uh, I'm looking forward to this. It's going to be a fun schedule. And uh, all right, I'm a little bit, I'm better now on this uh, on this final part of the schedule. Uh, it's not pot play, okay, so good. I'm, I'm good. I'm really good. Not not that it's your fault or you have any control over, but I was I didn't like it initially. Uh, thankfully, you actually know what's going good. on and can explain it to me a lot better.
1: That's great. I like to be a cal- I try to be cal- a, a calming presence, so I'm glad I could calm your nerves on about it. I think it's you know it's different, and and yet I think at the same time, I think you know hats off to Conference USA for allowing the coaches a little bit to go out there on on a ledge and see if it's something that benefits the league. And, um, you know, if it's right, there's going to be a lot of other leagues that copy it, but, um, you know, hopefully at the end of the day, you just got to put your head down and figure out a way to win some games and all that other stuff take, takes care of itself. And, um, I sure appreciate you having me on. Um, you know, it's always good to talk martial
0: martial athletics and women's basketball. Coach, uh, we'll talk to you soon and, uh, good luck. Uh, camp's coming up uh, sooner than you think. And, uh, can't wait. Uh, have uh, have a pleasant or good what's left of the summer. What that's what a day for you.
1: Uh it it's almost done. You know what real quick while I have you on, yeah. We, we have our golf tournament on Monday, which is uh the Bart Andrews Memorial Golf Scramble and, and we put a ton of work into it and uh I, I just you know, if you are a golfer, we're actually full this year uh with teams, which is great, but if you are a golfer, put it on your Put it on your bucket list for August if you're not already planning. It. It's a great tournament. Um, it, it it goes obviously to to a great cause. That's Marshall women's basketball. But I appreciate all the we've had a ton of you know area businesses that that support it one way or another. And I, I certainly appreciate that. So uh, we're looking forward to that on Monday, and then we'll take a little time off and and hit it pretty hard.
0: Good luck, Coach. and We'll talk to you soon.
1: Thank you. See you.
0: Tony Kemper, Marshall women's basketball coach. We're going to take our final break, come back, and wrap this one up. It's The Drive on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930.
1: Buckle up. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930.
0: If you missed any part of the program, you want to go back and listen to Tony Kemper's interview or even catch David Kahn, what he had to say from West Virginia Power, there's one great way to do it. That's right. You can subscribe or download the podcast. You subscribe and download on Apple Podcasts. Also on Spotify, we're on Stitcher Radio, we're on TuneIn. Wherever you get your podcast is where you can find The Drive with Paul Swan. Welcome back to today's edition here on ESPN 94.1 FM. At AM nine thirty. Now tomorrow on the show, it's going to be Friday, so we'll open the phone lines wide up for you. Give you a uh, really a chance to, uh, well, get ready for the upcoming season. We got football. It's uh, it's real. It's tangible. There's a fan day coming up. Uh, I know yesterday there was a fan event uh, in which some of the players that were there kinda um, discovered that there are people who are not their friends. The way Bill Cornwell, who is in attendance, Bill, of course, part of uh, Big Johnny Company over on our sister station, 93.7 The Dog. The way Bill explained it yesterday was uh, some of the guys didn't know what flavor, what degree of temperature of wings they were getting. Uh, this was, uh, I believe, a Buffalo Wild Wings yesterday is uh, where this fan event was. And uh, the way he explained it to me was um, there was winging contest And there are some guys who uh, their faces were turning seriously red, beet red. Red is a beet. uh, I think that's the way he described it for me. And uh, that sounds like that was uh, not a very good go around for some of those guys. I'd be questioning who my friends were for slipping me the really hot, hot sauce. Hey, you got to go with like the mild, the Carolina gold. Um, That's usually what I go with. I'm over at Roosters uh, for all the road games. And I'm going to go with uh, the Carolina gold maybe. I'll do teriyaki now, then. Teriyaki's pretty good. Uh, the hot, though, you know, their they're hot's not that bad. I haven't been really bothered by that, but with that said, I'm not going to go for the Inferno. I'm going to stick with the Carolina Gold, maybe. Uh, you know, teriyaki, that's pretty good. Maybe uh, maybe get the boneless in the one flavor, you know, get the, get the bone wings flavor. You know, just mix it up. That's it. That's what we're done. We're, we're done for... My two guests, I want to thank David Cotton for joining me here from West Virginia Power and also Tony Kemper from Marshall Women's Basketball. Appreciate both of those guys being a part of today's show. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Don't forget, as always, you can find the program online at the podcast, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, Spotify, wherever you get the podcast. And we're also on social media on Facebook, The Drive with Paul Swan. On Twitter, you can follow me at Paul Swan. And, of course, you can always go to the website, wrvc.com, to listen live or find the podcast on demand. Good night, everyone.
1: WRVC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.